saying that. We're back. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We got a lot of things to talk about this week. I got my boys with me. Producer extraordinaire helped me right before we went on, including a 30-minute meditation recommendation. Mr. Joey Clax. Hey, guy. I almost, I almost choked to death on smoke on there. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Nice to see you smoking again. As with me always, a guy who's one win away from saying he has an NBA championship this year and an MLB championship this year because he's part of both teams. Mr. Jonathan Guerrero. What's up, guys? Yeah, this guy's he's, he's riding high right now. Fantasy, LA sports. This guy, he can't stop. He's trying not to smile right now. Um, and of course, I don't know how he did this weekend. I know he competed, but he is our ninja warrior on this show. Mr. Jordan Fox. How'd you do this weekend? I did well. Uh, I'm alive. I realized that 200 plus pounds is not a ninja weight. So expect me to lose weight, guys. And when he says 200 pounds, he's not a flabby 200 pounds. He's built like a freaking boulder, um, but it's chiseled boulder um, with like a 60 inch vertical. And I don't know what else he's got, but this guy's ridiculous. So if you don't see him on the video and you're only listening, I want to make sure we're clear when it's like 200 pounds, but like Saquon Barkley, 200 pounds, you know, the good 200 pounds. Um, right. And I want the audience to know uh, for the record, if you're watching this on YouTube, Ethan's shirt had uh, sleeves prior, but he was fired up. So they ripped. Oh my God. <laughs> God right up there. He's going right off. Uh, and it'll be kind of sleeve for my hair next episode. Um, so let's get away from the 200 pound mark. Let's talk about the 155 pounders. In my opinion, I think I could humbly say the greatest MMA fighter of all time retired this past weekend on like a 1.30 in the afternoon fight. Um, Habib Nurmagomedov, I think I said that right, he's just been plowing through people since he's eight years old, plowing through bears. I mean, it doesn't matter what you put in front of this guy. He takes it down, he wrestles it, he makes it submit. He did it to Justin Gaethje this weekend. I think he was being nice because his parents were there. So he didn't want to beat him up and punch him out. He just gave him a little, put him to sleep and said, hey, we'll be gentle with you. Um, John, break down that fight a little bit for me. And uh, where do you have Habib on the all-time greatest list of UFC fighters? I wouldn't say he's the greatest of all time. And that's kind of arbitrary also. He's one of the best lightweight, light, lightweights of all time, absolutely. I would say if we're going to top GOAT rankings for all weight classes, He's definitely top five, probably top three. Um, I wish, I know, I wish he didn't retire because I still think there's challenges for him. Um, it's, but it's nice to go out on top. But as for the fight, uh, first round was good, but you can tell that Khabib was putting on a pace that Justin, if you watch Justin fight, that you knew he was not going to be able to keep up with. Uh, Justin landed some really nice leg kicks, which would have been nice if they actually slowed Khabib down but they didn't. Um, and then at the end of the first round, the fight went to the ground for the last 30 seconds and Justin looked lost. And I was like, well, if that happens again, that's going to be it. And sure enough, in the second round, it happened. I'm a little upset. The ref missed Justin very obviously tapping to go out like that is pretty shitty or crappy. Um, and uh, I blame the ref on that one. Cause he very clearly tapped. Five seconds. Uh, but yeah. For five seconds, he was tapping, and the referee didn't call it until he was unconscious. And then he yeah, woke I mean, up fast. Their number one job is to be there for fighter safety, and then once again, they let them down, which is unfortunately a common thing. But yeah, I mean, 
you could tell once it went to the pressure that could be put on Justin was not going to be maintainable by Justin. Uh, he barely got through the first round and it was over pretty quickly after that. Okay. So first let's put some respect on his name since he just retired. That K is silent. It's a Um, But besides that, I want to put respect on his name. Who do you have? You said he's top three. Who do you have ahead of him? Let me get GSP and Silva. Uh, you know what, besides all his issues, John Jones is up there too. It's, 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 it's really, it's so hard. Cause they're different. They're all different weight classes. They all have different amazing strengths. They've all done really amazing things. So it's, it's to quantify it is really difficult and kind of like a, you can argue about it with different people forever and everybody will have really good points and it's, it's impossible to choose, uh, because of the weight classes and because of what people, uh, tribute to what is the greatest of all time in MMA. Well, what about being undefeated at twenty nine and zero? Uh, like I said here, look at his look at his fight record, and you'll recognize maybe four or five names, and that's that's a it's a it's a boxing padded record. A lot of his early career, uh, it's a lot of no names, so it, it's impressive. But to me, it's it's just it's not. As his UFC one run was great, the last few fights, um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I, 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 Gage, I see the record. For, Gaethje, Poirier, McGregor, back to back to back. I mean, that's it's pretty good. Oh no, I'm, I, I'm. That's why I'm saying that's that's impressive. I'm just not impressed with where he was at like twenty and zero, like who he was fighting then. Yeah, then he fought nine more times. What do you think, Jordan? Um, twenty nine and zero. That's pretty legitimate numbers i do respect john's stance but me I too mean, i do this, i think his timing was horrible but i do respect his stance yeah but the, the the way in which he's just so methodical good or bad he does the same thing every time you got to give the man his props it doesn't go to the decision and that's that's what's that's what's also impressive too jordan thanks for saying that everybody knows what he's going to do and nobody can stop it. No. Everybody look like a little kid when he gets them on the ground. Doesn't matter who you are. He makes them look like they don't know what they're doing. I don't I love think that Gaethje's that bad on the ground. I mean, he's not known for being on the ground, but he can't be as bad as Habib made him look. Like, no one else is going to make him look that bad that quick and end it. Um, Justin was like a... I'm, I don't want to speak out of turn, but like, some, he wrestled in college. He has oh, yeah, college he wrestling like, background. And he's I don't know which... Do you know what his record he has is? is for blocking takedowns. That was his expertise. And he set some NCAA record for like most blocked takedowns or something. So he has a background. I mean, even like McGregor, he made McGregor look like a little kid on the ground. And McGregor fought Nate Diaz. He's fought other guys and never looked like that. Where he went on the ground, you're like, oh, there it is. It's over. Um, I, I just, John Jones failed steroid tests. Um, I don't like that as much as I think he is probably the GOAT. Um, and he, I don't know, like he's going into decisions a lot more. His last fight didn't look as good. Um, Habib never looks bad. Clax, Habib, the greatest? Sure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I got the Clax approval. That's all I need. Sure. He's the best. He's the best. I mean, but if he keeps fighting, he keeps fighting. It's going to, you know, decisions are going to happen. He's going to slow down. And that's John's gotten, he's, John's not old, but he's older in fight years. And so I don't know. Khabib is great. I can't. Habib is great. I can't 
say anything that he's not. There's all the evidence to show that he is. I wish he didn't retire. I don't think it's his last fight. Um, no. So we'll see kind of where it goes from here. He said the only person he'll fight no. before this fight, he said, was GSP. He said he 30 and 0 and he was going out anyway. But all right, you know what? Let's go from one champion to maybe a future champion. Clayton Kershaw? Clayton Kershaw showing up in playoffs? Clax? All season we've been we've been we've been poking the bear over here. And look what happens. Look, look what, what happens, happens in a game five when somebody's not cheating. It's kind of crazy, huh? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's not the cheating, more so that Joe Girardi Jr. actually pulled Kershaw after the appropriate inning. Because you know if he left him in there, it would have gotten ugly. But he did pitch a gem as far as Kershaw playoff experiences goes. Yeah, it, it was impressive. And Walker Bueller has been following it up with the same, the same junk. It's amazing. Uh, That's what's impressive is that pitching staff, minus Kenley, what they've been doing. It's been pretty impressive. John, are you feeling it, John? Um, uh, it's getting there. I don't want to get overexcited. I mean, game four, the ending of game four was just a comedy of errors on how that game ended. Kenley Jansen, God, I mean, I know that he was like getting death threats and crazy stuff, which is unacceptable, but I don't want him pitching the rest of the series at all. Blake Trinan has proved he can close out games. We have Bruce Targratterall, who's hyped up to do it. We have a lot more people that I trust. Shoot, I would trust my grandma to go in there before Kenley. Which I, I say again is so shocking to me because he was so lights out for so long and now it's just... That's what happens to closers, man. Closers get shot. Like, it, it, it's the whole... Um, like Night and day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. All of a sudden, if your fastball goes from 97 to 93 and it stops moving as much, it's batting practice. I, dude, I'll be honest with you. I feel like if your fastball goes from 97 to 96 it turns into that kind of like DK Metcalf catching up to your boy last night. Like Jordan pointed out, that's the difference between four, three and four, four. Like <laughs> that, that mile an hour is, a, is, is that big of a difference at that level? It sure is. No, it sure is. Um, I think it's inevitable now that the Dodgers are probably going to win next game. I'm thinking they're going to put it away. If not, who goes in game seven, John? Um, possible Bueller. That's what I was saying, the Bueller versus like a bullpen game for them. Yeah, but you know what's kind of impressive about the bullpens last night? Uh, Kershaw and Glasnow were the only pitchers to give up runs. Either of the bullpens, gave uh, none of them gave up runs after the, whenever yeah, they came in. Tampa's bullpen is solid. They have a solid bullpen. As, what's his name? Azarenka? How do we say it? Arozarenka? The stud? Arozarena? Arozarena, there he is. Um, wow, Jordan. Wow, nine home runs. Oh, indeed. I actually want to hear John's predictions for Tuesday. What do you think is going to happen? Honest opinion. Take a dot that off. Like, what do you really think? You pop a um, I think whoever, man, no. I don't know who we have pitching. I, yeah, I, I like, I feel like, yeah, we're, we're going to take, yeah, take it and. You got Tony the Tiger versus Blake Snow. Oh, Blake I have faith that we'll. I have faith. I have faith that we'll take it. Want to put a donut on it? Yeah, if it was 
I don't know. I, I have I have a lot of faith in Tony. He's been pitching pretty well. So see how it goes. Clax, you think they're gonna? <laughs> but until that ninth inning, ninth inning, two out, pop fly. I think it's gonna go to Game Seven, man. I think the Dodgers. I, I'm sticking to my to my prediction from the beginning, which was Dodgers in seven. So. Yeah. I think Blake Snell's nasty. I think it's going to be tough for the. He's a lefty too, so it's tough for the lefty. Yes, he is a lefty. It's going to be up to uh, the Justin Turners of the world to really come through because I have a feeling Bellinger's going to swing and miss a lot tomorrow. Just a prediction. But Jock Peterson, look out for that guy. Look out for Jock. Jock yeah, Peterson. but once once Walker Bueller, Texas Ranger, comes in Game Seven, yeah. it's going to be over. So be a wrap at that point, unless Jensen comes in. Hey, I got a question. You guys want to talk some football with me? Yeah? Yeah. I know every day, every day, all day. All right, Jordan. I want to break down some of the big things that went on this week. Um, we had that undefeated game, two 5-0, and oh, Steelers-Titans. Juicy game. But you now know, you know why the Patriots fired Guskowski, huh? <laughs> wow. The Jets hanging in there. Patriots. Too soon. <laughs> Yeah, you had the Jets hanging in there with the Bills, a little unexpected game. You had the Cowboys put up three points with that offense when the Red Rocket got knocked out. But you know who I want to start with? I do. Five and two Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. That's who I want to start with. Baker Mayfield, five touchdowns, Joe? 21 straight completions without Odell Beckham Jr.? Let me put in some sound effects. Squish. Don't care. But I thought you said I thought you said if the Browns won, you would start paying attention. That that was the that was the week that was the week before when they played a real team. Uh, Then then they had to play another weak division rival in the Cincinnati Bengals, and here we are. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals that they thank you that they barely got by with that woohoo! Have you seen the Browns' defense? I'm not discrediting the number one overall pick in the draft, but it is his seventh game ever in the NFL. Thank credit. I ran through for 400 yards. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to take any credit away from him. Oh, so Burrow's good. He, he's the real deal. I think that's about it. I mean, even A.J. Green, he has to push off guys now to get open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened to him? Right. Well, you want to talk about losing a couple miles per hour. Oh, man, did he ever. And a little bit on that vertical. I got two things on that game, though. Um, so, one... Uh, the Browns now uh, have five wins. 40% of those are against the Bengals. So let's remember that. Thank you for the math lesson. (laughs) Um, It really strengthens my theory of Baker Mayfield, I believe he's a good quarterback, but some QBs do not know how to handle a team with a lot of weapons where they have to feed the beast. They don't know how to do that. So when you take Odell Beckham away, Sadly, it's with the injury. Obviously, we don't want that. And he actually is able to read the defense and not have pressure of, I need to feed somebody. Let me just get the open guy. He excels. So I'm curious to see what happens moving forward because you can have more opportunities to do that. And it was against the Bengals defense. But I do believe if he just has Landry and no Beckham, he's a lot better. I'm, I'm intrigued by, by this, this perspective. I, I, really, I really am. And, and you, you – a lot of that got through. But the question I have is, outside of Landry, who's on that team? He has no weapons. It's like Tom Brady oh, throwing. Not the game winning touchdown. I don't even know his name. It's like Tom Brady two years ago and that Patriots team that had, what, nobody last year. 
and yeah. nobody. Jordan thinks he's going to be better now, though, this way without Odell. Chris Hogan was the number one receiver. I mean, yeah, I'm actually with Jordan on that opinion. I think he's going to do pretty well. Absolutely not having that pressure. Um, what was it? There was, I don't know if it was this last game where I was reading about where he threw it to somebody, not Landry or Odell. And instead of running to celebrate, he was running to tell them, don't worry, I'll, I'll make sure to get you guys. That's absolute going to mess I, with you when you're trying to make plays. Yeah, And I, I completely agree with Jordan on that. All right. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't see how you can be better without Odell, but I mean, your theory could totally make sense. And another Jordan masterpiece might have to be coming out in a couple of weeks. But like, remember when Jordan said this and the Browns are now seven and three? Um, we'll see. But you know who is doing pretty well? Another five and two team. Tom Brady and the Bucks. You just wrote up Tom Brady. 33 for 45, 369 and four touchdowns. Hmm. I thought it was five. Oh, well, and a rushing touchdown, which was his game. Uh, what do you have to say, John? You sat him in fantasy this week, right? I know. I just – every time I just make that bonehead decision, and he's not going to be sitting until his bye week with me anymore. But, yeah, they look great. They're gelling. Freaking Gronkowski's coming to play. He's – I think it took him a little bit to get in as best football shape as his body will allow him, but I think he's there. Uh, if the A-B thing works out – He's going to have a lot of weapons, and I could see the Bucks going pretty far. Super Bowl? I just want to make a point that it took Tom Brady to uh, be, have the most passing touchdowns of all time for John to now say, I got to start him. <laughs> I've started him every week except, except twice, and the twice, those two times, I got screwed. Yeah. But now, I screwed myself. Like I said, after he passes Drew Brees, which is pretty interesting, he could just go back and forth until they retire. Now, okay, I'll start him. You see, uh, speaking of other good quarterbacks, you see what, uh, no, I almost said Brett Favre. You see what Aaron Rodgers did this week for the Packers? Boy, he was pissed he lost, huh? Saw that coming, didn't we? Oh, yeah, 196 yards just to Adams alone. Why? I don't I don't know. I don't know statistically what it looks like, but I don't think he's ever played two garbage games in a row, and he definitely no, he does that. No, no, Hall of Famers like him don't do that. Um, how impressed are you, Jordan? Uh, I mean, the guy just finally has an offense, play, offensive playbook that allows him to just dial it in and just be relentless. And True. it doesn't seem like it's gonna stop anytime soon i mean uh, he he's catching up to russell for mvp i'm telling you he's catching up um with performances mm -hmm. like that i mean he can't not that wilson's on anything not to, to lose it but i mean it is, he's he's on his heels he's trying you know um mm -hmm. it, it was impressive I, I can't say you know who else was impressive and he didn't really have to do much patrick mahomes and the chiefs put up 43 i mean it was against the broncos i know it's nothing special but that's the team i have back-to-back -back Super Bowls. I don't care what anyone says right now. Until, until they show me that they're not the best team, I think they're the hands-down favorite. Do you guys agree or disagree? It's how do you disagree with that? It's uh, John, you, put up an, you put up an argument for the Steelers, but until somebody beats the Chiefs and I don't care that they lost to the Raiders, it's somebody needs to dethrone them, and I, I don't see it happening this year either. What do you think, John? 
Uh, I think this year they definitely looked beatable. And I don't know if they just get a little sleepy on games they think that they're going to win out, right? Like with the Raiders game. I definitely, Jordan and I called the Raiders to win that game. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I feel like they definitely look a lot more beatable this year than they did last, but they're still a great damn football Insert maybe on Bell. Now I was just going to say, not really discount them at all. Yeah. Yeah, you throw Levy on Bell in there. It's ridiculous. Um, John, uh, Jordan, what do you think of that squad? Sorry, you're frozen, John. Um, I got, uh, let's see, the Steelers, Titans, Packers, Seahawks, who are in that conversation. I cannot say the Chiefs are the best. I just can't. Um, if you're the best, I would say you beat the Raiders. Um, actually, you know what? I'm also including Tampa Bay as well. So I'm not saying that one team's better than the other, but I say those teams can definitely be arguably better than the Chiefs. And I cannot say the Chiefs are unanimous. I can't. Let's and I think with those, those teams that you listed, Jordan, on any given Sunday, they could definitely beat the Chiefs. Yeah. What about the big the big upset last night? Cardinals taking out the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Wow, Clack, are you on you you on the Cardinals yet or what? Hey, let me let me tell you a funny story about that Cardinals game last night. So, I was a sleepy bear last night, right? Mm -hmm. And this sleepy bear fell asleep, but he closed his eyes on the couch because he's old, and that's what old people do. And. Um, <laughs> I listened to the game while I was dozing off and I woke up three or four times and I heard what was going on and I woke up with one minute left in overtime and I saw the very end of overtime. But that's not the point of my story. The point of my story is the 93 text messages. And that was the number I woke up to 93 text messages from you guys that I had missed. And Jordan's just, just watching it all transpire <laughs> last night, knowing what happened was amazing. He's just like, yeah, whatever. They're trash, man. We, we own them. They're trash. And it's just like, yeah, no, no, no. They're still trash. Yo, like, let's do it. So finally it was, you could tell when that field goal went up and yeah, you know, I got to give Jordan credit for, for owning it the way that he did. But you know, that was, that was my favorite part of the game was reading that text thread this morning. I just think Kyler Murray is for real. Tyler Lockett is for real. There's, there's players in that game that are coming out party, Jordan. What do you think? Uh, well, first off, to comment on Clax's amazing story, um, it was a, a lesson. It's called uh, Loyal Fans 101. And I don't care who I'm playing, especially when it's, what, seven, six consistent years of winning in a certain stadium. Oh, I get it. Learn, and also uh, Russell Wilson in general. You learn after a while that, some things just happen and it doesn't matter what, if it looks crazy, wild. This is what's going to happen. And I saw them lining up for the field goal. I'm like, I don't care. He made it. Timeout. Then he missed it. Back on schedule. And then, of course, uh, we move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. DK Metcalf, touchdown. Great job. Oh, wait. Holding. Was it, wow. though? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely holding. Um, okay. Don't know why he did. It's DK Metcalf. I mean, let him go. He, I'm sure he could stiff arm. If not, go out. I mean, 
So uh, even after that, okay, we still got a shot. I don't care. They get the ball. Okay, we're going to find a way. Or at least we're going to tie. They still didn't beat us. We'll find a way. But made the field goal. You beat us. Good job. You're the better team. Oh, you left out the interception by the rookie. That was huge. Oh, Isaiah Simmons, yeah. Yeah, that's a big, that's his first big play of his career. That's a, that's a first round pick right there that they were projecting top five or six at the beginning of the draft. And uh, he dropped to the Cardinals and they play him sparingly, like maybe like 13 to 16 plays a game. And they put him in, they didn't play the whole first half. And then they put him in an overtime and he came through. And I bet you he'll get a lot more snaps next game after that play. Agreed. And I honestly would say that, um, one could say, oh, so-and-so didn't have that player, so-and-so didn't have that player, but I think it was kind of evenly matched because we were able to just throw the ball at will, but they didn't have Chandler Jones. It's true. So They're not going to have him the rest of the season. We really say that, you know, everybody healthy would have been the same, and then we didn't have Jamal Adams. So it's really hard to say, you know, when everyone's healthy, who's the better team, but yesterday they were the better team, 100%. Um, yeah. first half, we smacked them up, yeah. But second half, it was different. So, one, one, to the Cardinals. One, one last thing I want to bring up here um, mm -hmm. the, the Patriots game against the 49ers. Cam Newton, what, what is happening right now? Jordan, awesome. Plax, um, squish, John. Uh, it's just, I like our, we can blame his time off from COVID or we could just blame, he had a, he over excelled in his first game and it's just going to be like this the rest of the way. I, well, if it's like this the rest of the way, then I'm going to have to change my prediction for the division. Okay. Let me ask you this. If the, if the Patriots are the team that gives the Jets a win this season. Stop. Are you all going to jump off the, the AFC East champ bandwagon? I will give you 12 donuts at the Jets. Oh, wow. Mark that down a dozen straight up. Oh, if the Jets have a lead in the fourth quarter, I don't care. No, no, no. Just have a lead in the second half. You have to jump off the AFC East wagon. No, I, I, I'm uh... – the Bills got there. I was never on. I was never on the Patriots. Well, anyway, well, then I'm so. then I'm curious to see what you have to say about the Bills' performance yesterday. I thought it was. Oh man, it was hot garbage the first half, and it's. I don't. They're just not playing well. John Brown's injured. Um, nah. Yeah, they're playing like garbage, and you can't play like that against anyone else besides the Jets and maybe the Broncos, or else you're going to get beat. And. That's going to be one we have to pay attention to as well. I, I think that game should have been 35 to 10 and they put up 18 and they scored six points in the second, six points in the third and six points in the fourth. That is not. I'll, I'll run my mouth. Cause I've been talking about the bills win in the East since the beach, since before the season started, but they are the worst five and two team that ever existed. Yeah. I'm saying now they're scheduled. Like you read off on the last episode, Clax, what their schedule is looking like. They've got like, Six out of their next eight games are going to be hard to win. Yeah. Not saying they can't go 500. What do you want, Jordan? What do you think? Oh, we're playing them in those five games. Well, I know you are, and Russell's going to be pissed coming off a loss. So, you know that's not that's not happening. Um, mm -hmm. I But I, I really do think Josh Allen is a great quarterback. Um, I, I do, and I'm going to stand by it. He's going to get better, but he's got to stop 
just like diving head first and doing some bonehead. He gets no. hit a lot. No, I love it. That, that's that's Bill's football. I love it. And he'll last two more weeks, and that'll be that. <laughs> oh man, what about Noodle Arm Clacks pulling off a win against the Panthers? Uh, I'm not shocked by that. I, I'm really not. I, I and the fact that they didn't cover that game went exactly how I thought it was going to go. It's, yep. I mean, Kamara is a beast. Noodle arm, 29 for 36 for 287 and two TDs. I mean, that's, that's what that's what he does. He's the king of, of the six-yard pass, man. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's all he has to do, to be honest. Um, and I was surprised. I thought Bridgewater was going to come through and bring them back, and it didn't happen, Jordan. His pocket presence is honestly just surgical, Drew Brees, and there's nothing you can do about it. He's still a quick guy. Mm-hmm. He still has a quick release. And he's going to find the open guy or a open guy. And there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, if you're going to just, you know, line five guys up, you know, seven, you know, five yards deep, they back up seven yards in the zone. Everyone's doing curls. He's going to find the open, you know, the open zone, the open window. It's, it's, it's that simple. It's what he does. And I do believe that Carolina, that was the first time they played them. So I do believe that they will, learn from this game and it'll be a lot harder in the season. I actually think that's kind of, it's going to be a trend for the NFC South. Uh, besides the Falcons, I think the saints can just beat them handily, but the next time they play the bucks, it'll be very different. The next time they play the Panthers, it'll be also be very different because I'm not McCaffrey. I was just, yeah, just going to say that. They're missing their best player. When getting these dubs, but they are stealing them knowing that the back end is going to be very different. So I don't believe they'll be – I think they'll probably be third in their division. I can go with that. I can't disagree. Uh, one last game. I said that was one last game, but I lied. I got one more. What about the Lions taking out the Falcons? Your Lions are 3-3, three and three, Jordan. They're, they're just kind of they're, – they're mediocre, but they're hanging in there, beating the bad teams. <laughs> Matthew Stafford had a walk-off. Yes, he did. To right, yeah, that's exciting. I like that. I can't hate on that. You really can't. I want to give a little honorable mention to to, to the kid, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Just a, just a little with his almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. Just a little just a little bit of love. His first win of his career. First win of his career. And Big time. You tell me that kid's not the real deal. Is he the best quarterback in his draft class? Yes. You can't say uh, that. I don't know. That. Yeah, I don't know about that. Put him on the spot. I put him on the spot. Yeah. You did. All right. Hey, guys, listen. Next episode, we we do not talking about our interview with uh, guitarist from Gogol Bordello, Boris Pellick. We're going to have him at the end of the week. I'm real excited. He's nuts. He tours the world. They play festival. He just, he's got stories out the wazoo. Um, but our next episode like this, our regular episode of All Fired Up, we're going to have a special debate. It's going to be best sports movies of all time. And um, we're going to do our fired up for maybe an honorable mention if we want. We'll see what we agree on, what we disagree on. But I've been watching a lot of sports movies lately with my kids. We've been watching the Mighty Ducks, one, two, and three. Fellas, which is the best Mighty Ducks, one, two, or three? One. Two. 
Two? Both of you said two? I agree. Mighty Ducks two. Oh, amazing. When they're playing for Team USA and then they put the quack quack jersey back on. Ooh, oh, tingles. Tingles. <laughs> tingles. That one got an NHL team, that movie. Um, but I got a question. When it comes to Rocky, what's your favorite Rocky movie? Oh, my God. Dude, that's, that's tough. Are you kidding me? I need to know. Uh, I mean, it's, well, I can see your hand, Jordan. We got to say it out loud. Three. It's 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 three or four, and it's most likely three. Are you kidding me? Clubber Clubber Lang, and Clubber Lang, and, and hey, who made who who did he wrestle before Clubber Lang? Who did he box? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Thunderlips, baby, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Let's not forget that. But I don't know. Like you know, number one, it won the Oscar, but it's not probably it's probably one of my least favorite of all. I mean, it's a great story, and it's the the foundation. But you know what? Number four, Ivan Drago, they kill Apollo, yeah. James Brown. I know it's tough. And then, but Mr. T, like who's better? Anything with Mr. T should be number one, right? Don't forget about the immaculate soundtrack in Rocky Four. That's why. That's why I'm partial. Oh, and then the but, it, but Rocky Three is the, is the correct answer. Like I feel like ranking the Rocky movies is just a whole separate debate. It is between all like the best sports movies. Yeah, so it's not. It's not. It's not five. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> Tommy Guns and. <laughs> It's not five. Tommy the machine <clears throat> HIV guns. No, it's not him. Um, definitely not him. I watched recently Rookie of the Year. Classic. Great movie. Classic. The Sandlot. Even more classic. The um, annexation of Puerto Rico, the little giants. That's a that's a great one. <laughs> we watched that with the ice box. With the ice box? Don't forget about the ice box. Yep. We watched Little Giants recently. You know, quarantine and then a week off from school. There's a lot of a lot of these movies going on. So do you guys have Yeah, any I feel like that's going to be like, this is like one of the most things I have to research and make brackets and break it down real hard for this you one. Because this is tough. Like four, picking four more. I mean, a league of their own. I mean, just go, I'm not even, I didn't even start with football movies. Necessary Roughness? Does Does Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield count as a sports movie? Watch that this summer. Yes. Does yes. it stand the test of time? It's amazing. Yes. Watch it with a 37-year-old. Honestly, it was it was amazing. And uh, I forgot about that guy, the kid who's in that movie that was in all the movies before he killed himself. He was amazing. In that yeah, movie. he did. Um, Jonathan something. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what, that's just maybe with Rodney Dangerfield, though. I mean, you know, it's going to be There's a lot to choose from. I'm kind of excited about this debate. It's not going to be one of our real heavy debates. It's going to be a little bit more friendly. And you know what? There's not kid movies. What about adult movies? Remember the Titans? Uh, the Natural. I mean, there, there's all kinds of all kinds of ways you can go with this. Like I said, a league of their own is still where the members. Okay, um, I'm digressing here. All right, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts, Joey Clax? What's your final thought this week? Uh, I guess you know, since you're putting me on the spot, my my final thought would really be um, switch your fantasy football team name because I did, and I'm on a four game winning streak. That's my final thought. I did too, and I'm three out of four, so I'm with you, Jordan. Well. Um, you know, got some stats for you guys. Uh, it was a very uh, tough loss last night for the Seahawks, but it was yet another milestone game for my man Russ. And if people don't realize that he's one of three QBs, uh, so in the camp of Peyton Manning and Dan Marino to throw 20 plus touchdowns in your first nine seasons. He tied uh, Peyton Manning uh, this past game for 22 pass touchdowns in your first six games in a season. Most ever, tied for most ever. And he, uh, Seahawks franchise completion holder now. So. Were the Seahawks up by 10 with three minutes to go, right? Because I heard an amazing, they were. And I heard an amazing stat. 
that the last it's been 288 games since a team blew a 10 point lead with three minutes or less to go in the fourth quarter. I thought the Lions did it like twice this year already, but uh, apparently 288 and oh, were the last 288 games until this past one, which was just a wild, just shows you how fluke of a loss that is. And Seattle's going to still win 13 or 14 games. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, John, what's your final thought? Uh, hopefully next time we all talk on this platform, the Dodgers will be the world series champs and a great stat that I would like to throw out is Clayton Kershaw is now the all-time leading strikeout uh, postseason history pitcher. What? For who? The Dodgers? For everyone. What? It's definitely possible. He's pitched all-time a lot strikeouts. Of, a lot of postseason games, yeah. man. Had a lot of five innings with nine strikeouts and then blow it in the sixth inning for sure. Yeah, that's 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 what everybody remembers. That's the problem. Um, I mean, not after not after this week. It'll be different. Well, my final okay. thought is I just want everyone to get on Spotify. Get on Apple Music, listen to us. And if you're not going to listen to us, you should go listen to some meditation. It's really good for you. And let me tell you, it keeps you calm, keeps you relaxed, and you can still get fired up after listening to it. Let me tell you if you want to. It's up to you. So I, what I like to do, I like to go to Jordan's um, Instagram stories. I get some motivational quotes. Then I go listen to my, my meditation. I'm just a better man afterwards. I recommend it for all you people out there. Until the next time, 